to the People Show. It is Josh Elliott Wolf, Israel Fair on Sportsnet 650, filling in for Bick Nazar, who's taking the week off. This hour is brought to you by Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment. Your Kubota All Star Team, Avenue Machinery.ca, Douglas Lake Equipment.com. You can always text in 650 650. The Dunbar Lumber text line, Dunbar Lumber, with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. We are going to be joined by Yannick Hansen momentarily. He is brought to you by the Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, and Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. Uh, we'll bring him in now. Yannick, how's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit to talk about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. What were your uh, initial thoughts when you saw the Horvat trade come down yesterday? Um, initially, I was like, oh, that's, uh, I don't know the, the, the minor league player. I know Bovillier a little bit. And then the first round pick, obviously. So a little, I will say, under, underwhelming. But then I started to look at it a little more closely, and I actually like it. Um with the contingency, obviously, that the Islanders uh, don't succeed from now on, because, um, again, that pick can turn into something a lot better. Um, trading Bo to, to a team like New York that's obviously not a contender um, is a lot better from Vancouver's standpoint than trading him to uh, a team that's right at the top. Uh, again, that pick is uh, has the potential to be a lot better. Um, so after digesting it a little bit, I, I actually really like it. Obviously, to have a, a couple of things have to play out for it to be really, really good. Um, again, like I said, mentioned, I, I don't know the young player they're getting in. What does he turn out to be? Uh, the draft pick, what does that turn out to be? That that will be the, the determining factor. Obviously, from Islanders' point of view is, can they re-sign Bo? Um, and if not, uh, the, the, then then it, it really hangs on them. But from Vancouver's standpoint, uh, on the outlook, I, I like it. Again, it was something they needed to do. Um, they got pieces back. Um, Bovillier has not had the greatest season this year, um, but he's a player who can score. And up until last year, we're scoring at the same clip as Bo. Uh, Bo obviously took off last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in that sense, if he can find the net, um, again, he's probably going to get an opportunity here, uh, jump into a, a little bit higher offense than uh, Islanders is. Um, so, so again, there are there are pieces to like here uh, for sure. Uh, and again, something they needed to do. They they needed a shakeup, but obviously this was uh, the biggest one they could do. Um, you are going to be missing Bo. Uh, you're going to be missing his leadership. You're going to be missing his presence. You're going to be missing his. Uh, face-off abilities you're going to be missing a lot um but that being said uh team needed change and change was coming and this is this is change yeah i guess you know over the course of the last few weeks months it was pretty obvious we were going to get to this point and he's been in vancouver for such a long time uh, you played with him you've watched him here especially the last couple of years, really blossom as an offensive player. But taking him out of the lineup now and, and dealing with what, what's left here, at least for the duration of the season, what, what do you want to see from the Canucks as they kind of rally around not having their captain? It, it's, it's, it is a, a pretty big change. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and right now, in the immediate future, you're looking at JT Miller because uh, there's no question now who the two centers are. 
and who they have to be. And it's PD and it's JT. And JT have to up his game now because he doesn't have the fallback now saying, oh, I'm going to jump back on the wing now and let PD and Bull be the centers. No, he, he has to be um, a very good center from now on. Uh, granted, they don't get somebody else. I, I don't know who that would be. But you signed, I'm assuming, JT Miller to be your number two center uh, for the foreseeable future. And, and he has to fill those shoes now. Um, so, so that's the first one. And can he jump back in, find his game, uh, get back on track? Um, then you're not losing as much uh, because you had, you always say you can never have too many centers, but Vancouver, you can't play those three centers because it's too much ice time. So now you have the winger to kind of fill in a little bit more. Um, but but again, uh, a lot will fall on, on, on the centers now to, to pick up the slack because there's no question um, what, Do, what Bo did in, in the face-off dots is going to be almost impossible for them to, to replicate. So uh, it requires quite a bit of work now. Uh, you mentioned the leadership, and obviously a part of the Horvat trade is it. The, there's no captain on the team anymore. Is there anyone you see as like a fit for, and obviously they probably won't do it this season, but as a fit for the next captain to lead this team? Is it someone like Miller or someone else? No, I, I couldn't pinpoint one right now that I'd say he, that's the guy. Um, obviously, you heard mention of of Quinn and, and, and Petey, but, but I, I think they're too young right now. Uh, you prefer them not to have to deal with the responsibility of answering you guys' questions all the time, uh, being the face when things go wrong, when, when something happens. Outside of hockey, they're the ones that are relied upon as well. You prefer these guys to just have to worry about playing hockey, being the best players on the team on the ice every single night and not having to deal with all the surrounding shenanigans, um, at least for, for now. Um, so uh, like, I'd prefer them to go without a captain for a little bit here. Um, obviously, they have a better understanding as to how these guys are in the room and stuff like that. Um, but but nobody jumps out in the same way as when Hank uh, uh, retired. Who's like, okay, we we have a guy who can be a captain here. Whether it happens right now, or it happens in three months or six months, we we don't know. But there is a guy. Uh, I don't feel there there's the same uh, same way right now. In making this trade, it's pretty clear with uh, a young prospect and a first round pick that there's an eye toward the future. But there's still some pretty young, pretty good players on this roster. If you were in management's shoes, how do you balance building toward the future, having a team that can be competitive for the Stanley Cup, and weighing stuff like you just mentioned there, Yannick, the, the, the pressure, the attention that will come with a potential captaincy or having to speak about a team that's not performing well? What, what next moves do they need to, to be making with trying to thread the, a pretty tight needle? Yeah, it's very tough to trying to be competitive and rebuild in the same sentence. It's it's impossible to do. You need to be bad enough to collect these uh, these draft picks. You need to be bad enough that you can trade off some of your players, get quite a bit younger, take a couple of chances. What is this ratty going to turn out to be? The first round draft pick, what's that going to be? And then come back that way. There's no question. In order to become a contender, you need luck. Um, it's that simple. You look at the many teams that have won over the years. Uh, Pittsburgh, they got lucky. You win Sydney Crosby, boom, you're a contender. Uh, you look at um, um, at Colorado, the year they happened to have the first overall draft, well, it was Nathan McKinnon and not yet Neil Yakupov you could pick that year. So you have to be lucky, but you also have to be bad. 
um, and we do at the same time need some of these um, Bolivar that type of players. Hopefully, that can come in, provide scoring, prove they're good players in this league, build up their value, and again uh, find a way to to ship off these type of players and get something in return, so that. When at some point you're ready to contend, your players are at a somewhat similar age, so you don't have this big gap where, oh, if we're not good right now, well, these guys are going to be out, and then we need to like players need to come together at the same time. Yeah, you can have a span of five, six, seven years uh, on your roster, but that that window gets a lot shorter than if it's a narrow of say three or four, five years instead. So uh, again, it, it takes it takes some. It's going to take some bad years, um, and, and it's going to take a little bit of luck. Um, but, but again, getting these um, question marks that can turn out to be good is always a good thing, uh, as long as uh, as you find a way to, to develop and, and get them in as well. It is Yannick Hansen joining us on The People Show, Josh Elliott-Wolf and Israel Fair. So another name that's come up recently, and you, you talk about the team getting worse this season and, and trying to get as good of a pick as they can. Uh, Thatcher Demko's name has come up, and obviously he's injured right now, but do you see him as a piece they should be exploring trading, or do you see him as part of the, the core moving forward? No, he's got to be part of the core. He He's signed to a very good deal for at least for a couple more years. Um, he's proven he can be a number one goaltender this year. Is obviously a write-off uh, on his account, um, injuries and all those things. Uh, so I wouldn't move on from him right now either. Uh, I'd say him, Petey, uh, obviously, obviously Quinn, uh, that, that's your core right now. Um, and there might be one or two more, um, but, but that's what you're starting to build around. And that's really in grand scheme of things, it's all you need. You have your number one defenseman, you have your starting goaltender, and you have your number one center. Now let's start and, and fill out around them. And, and you don't have to do that this summer. That's why I, I hope they're not too aggressive in getting back to this competitiveness and, and squeaking into the playoff. As long as, as they're on board with this, that this isn't a quick turnaround, then they do have years where you can, okay, we might take a step back here and there, but like it's, it's down the line. There, there's a path here and a plan, and they can see it, and then hopefully you can get them to buy into that. Because um, like you said, they, they're still very young, which is also why we mentioned the thing about the captaincy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, that, that you have years to, uh, to get ready and, and form a team around them. If they do explore moving Demko or even move Demko, given Pedersen's contractual situation, do you imagine that he would probably have questions about the long term here or what the plan is? Because if they move Demko, uh, they don't have the next Demko like they did when Markstrom left and, and Demko was ready to take that. They, they don't have, at least in the system right now, a goalie that can come in and not even just be competitive, but be one of the best goalies in the league. You imagine that if that happens, that Pedersen would be first and foremost, but maybe even other players on the team might look around and wonder what, what the plan is at that position. I have a question right now. Like, I, like uh, obviously they traded bold. That that was a step. Um, but but I still don't know 100% what the plan is. And and you're looking at their their moves. There's a lot of lateral moves here. You sign Kuzmenko. He's a great player. It's a good deal. He earned it. It's not long. You can still move him. He's youngish. Um, but again, it's very lateral. It's bringing back 
the same guys were, are we taking a step back and, and committing to being bad in order to get better? Or, or are we hoping that we can fill in players around these handful of players that we have that are good, that we've tried for the last 10 years that haven't worked? Or, or is it time for a, a new approach? Um, so it, it's still like that, uh, what the, the direction is. There's some lateral move. There, there's some back and forth. You sign a JT Miller. Um, same thing, like the direction is, is hard to pinpoint as to what they're trying to do. Um, so again, if you're in in PD's shoes and you can start talking a long-term uh, contract with them this summer here, I, yeah, I'd be I'd be questioning about what what was going on as well. So without moving someone like uh, Demko, and obviously the Canucks are are hoping to hold on to Pedersen and have Hughes locked up long-term. Is there anyone you look at as someone that's been part of the core that maybe it's time to move on from? Uh, or the one that stands out is obviously Besser, but he's had a bad year, so you're you're probably selling low on him. Uh, and he's always teasing with that if he if he gets the right line mates, uh, you're hoping that that he can touch that thirty goals and turn into that player. Um, but but again, he he's been here for a long time now as well. It hasn't quite worked out. Um, trajectory going in the wrong direction. Um, Garland was good in the beginning, but but kind of fizzled out as well. Um, uh, they have a they have a bunch of these middle wingers now. Bovillier is going to jump into this. They signed Mikheyev. Um They're hoping Hoglander is a middle winger as well. You, you have a lot of these guys where you, you're paying them quite a bit of money, um, but but you're you're not obviously not Hoglander yet. But but you're not getting the production that that you're expecting and that you can uh, want from 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 these type of players. So again, it would be nice to see these guys. Either to to step into uh, to the limelight here or or move on from them, but you're go- you're going to be selling low on on most of these guys. In the short term, it, it's hard to imagine a huge turnaround without more personnel moves. But given what we have over the rest of this season, there's a new coach in place. Uh, there, the captain is gone, so a guy that had been a very important part of the roster. What? What do you think for the players that are still in place here? And I imagine that one or two more probably will get moved before the deadline, but they're not going to be able to make massive changes of yet. What do you think is important or what do you want to see in terms of the accountability, the standards, the culture for at least what's left of this season? Yeah, it's very, it's, it's hard to say because like a to be frank, I, I don't want them winning. Like you want them, I want them as low as possible now. Um, but in order for that to happen, obviously they have to play bad, um, and and players have to not perform in order to get to that point. That's why hiring the new coach right now kind of irked me a little bit because you want the team to do poorly in a sense of of getting a better draft pick, but the new coach you don't want him getting on a on a bad role either because then there's no goodwill going into next year and you're already debating stuff like that so it's it's again you you want them play, to play with accountability under him you want them um, uh, playing with with the assertiveness being aggressive not cheating um, start to build this culture that that it's not okay uh to just be out there and go through the motions you know if that puck's got to get out over the blue line then it's got to get out um, that's what you want to build with a new team coming in. That's what you've been trying to build for the last many years that haven't happened. 
Um, but again, with bringing in a new coach, you want that from day one. And if you're starting to play right from day one and you start winning games, then all of a sudden that draft pick that we're hoping for that's getting lower starts to get higher. So it's kind of like you're sitting and uh, talking and pulling well, what's better here, and, and I, can't, I can't really decide for myself either. Um, so it, it's, uh, like I said, the direction of the franchise is, when I mentioned with Pete, it, it's hard to pinpoint right now. What does this do when you're when you're in a locker room and you see like in the last week and a half you've seen the coach fired and a new coach hired and then obviously trading the captain like what does that do how does that feel for the other guys in the room when you know that you have to have a culture shift but now you're seeing things actually happen that move that forward It's finally painting a picture I mean we've been talking about it they've been talking about it oh we got to be held accountable changes will happen now well now the changes happened and they happened within a week uh, your coach is gone, your captain is gone, um, and, and the coaches can get changed like the wind blows, but both not trading your captain, that's pretty seismic shift. Um, the, there's, no, uh, there's no mulligan on that one, if you will. Uh, so, so, so that uh, it should put them on notice, but why they aren't or haven't been on notice before is beyond me. Uh, I, I mean, we've been talking about this team for, for the last two or three years, pretty much since the bubble, that they, they could be doing something, uh, but but it just haven't materialized. Um, so again, these changes are, are way overdue, and you hope, you hope that now you can separate the, the, the players that you're going to keep, that you want around, that are the right type of players that can buy in from the ones that can't and then get rid of them. Because uh, it's, I, it could be a little bit of an toxic environment when you're losing this much. And losing is one thing, but, but the way you're losing is the, hard th- is the hard way right now. Everything we've heard from the Islanders is that they are going to give Bo Horvat a very strong offensive opportunity. He's going to be a big part of what they're trying to do this season. Uh, there's no extension yet, but I think most people believe that he'll he'll sign there long term. Is there a scenario you think where Horvat reaches a level, probably in, with the Islanders, but maybe not, um, that makes this look bad for the Canucks? That they they've given up on a player who is who is still improving, who is still progressing and now he's going somewhere else and, and can play at, a, at the high level that he's been at this year and, and maybe at, at, a, at, at, at an even higher level? Um, you couldn't re-sign him, so you have to move him. Um, Bo is a good player, and good players will be good players no matter where they go. Um, so again, this, this will come out to what, what happens with, with the, the, the three players they get back. Um, you talk about Ryan O'Reilly, his trade to St. Louis, uh, Tate Thompson going the other way. Um, again, St. Louis won a cup with, with O'Reilly going, um, winning the MVP in the playoffs. But who has the better player now? Like it, it, trades can work out for both sides, but like it takes years to figure out what was what was done right and who won a trade and all these things. Uh, but going back to your mentioning uh, Bo and long term, like if I'm Bo, I'm 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 a little bit upset about this trade. Uh, like again, you have no control. Uh, but but Islanders is not the team I would have picked uh, if I'm going to somewhere and I'm wanting to win. Um, they're out of the playoffs in a very very hard division um 
they aren't playing uh, that well uh, as of right now. So, so you're, you're you're really just coming into another team that's struggling a little bit, uh, and again trying to to squeak into a playoff instead of getting dumped on a real contender where. Yeah, you can you can play a little bit further down the lineup and kind of get your feet wet. Uh, the team is just kind of on a roll, um, so I, I don't know, and I might be wrong here within a day or two. But but that contract extension right off the bat, um, I I'd be a little bit surprised if Bo does that. Hey Yannick, we uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Thanks, Yannick. That was Yannick Hansen joining us on the People Show as he does every Tuesday. And he joins uh, Connect Central every Friday. A lot of stuff there from uh, yeah, Yannick lots Hansen. to unpack. Yeah, I think uh, the, the last part is it's kind of what a lot of people, not just in Vancouver but New York and around the league, are thinking. Like this doesn't seem like something that Bo Horvat is probably a big fan of. Like if he had his pick of destinations, I don't think Islanders were very high on his list. It it wouldn't seem that way, although. To me, the read that I've long had on Bo Horvat is that he fits that typical hockey player mold of he wants to be where he's wanted. Mm-hmm. And that we reached the point in Vancouver where in, uh, the cap has a lot to do with it, but that he wasn't wanted as part of the, the long-term future, at least to the value that, that he felt, right, based on the contract that the Canucks had offered him. The Islanders are moving what some people think is a, is at least a decent package for him that he he probably buys into well they they want they, they want me around they want yeah. me to be a big part of their power play they want me to be the first line center the rumblings out of out of New York are that he'll play with Matthew Barzal it won't be a, a center split that Barzal will move to the wing play with Horvat give a Horvat a playmaker probably the best playmaker that he'll have played yeah. with um to you're take advantage Tanner of Pearson, isn't that? I, 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 I don't. Level? I don't think so. No. Oh, uh, so that, I, I, I can see you know him going through that part of it, but it is interesting because he's so close to free agency, and in any other sport, the idea would be well, like you'll have your pick of all of these teams, even with cap concerns across the league. Uh, yeah, that they'll they'll, they'll make, make it work. work. Yeah, yeah, that was like with Johnny Gaudreau last year. I guess the Flyers weren't uh, the, the Flyers didn't feel that way no. when it was like, hey, maybe we can sign this guy. We might have to move some contracts. But most teams, if if they're really really want a player uh, and and need to make some room for you know a seven eight million dollar contract, they'll be able to do it. But yeah, my my read on Horvat is. He wants to, the 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 Islanders. I'm sure Lou Lamorello have already started the sweet talking of uh, how much they value him as a player, as uh, his professionalism, what he's done in the league over the last number of years. And um, I I assume I I would assume that if there's an extension, it it won't wait until the off season. It'll it won't be like hey like let's see how this goes and maybe he. Just so, it, like, let's say it's a disaster, and he might have second thoughts. Uh, I, I don't think they want to. I don't yeah, think they want to get into that position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get this text. The other thing Bo considers, though, is that the Islanders paid an awful lot to get him. Pressure is on them to re-sign him. Ergo, money is all but assured. And that's the other thing. Like, he probably knows if he wants, he can get more money from the Islanders, especially because they can sign him to an eight-year deal than he can from any other team because. They already have, they've dumped cost into him already just to acquire him. They, because if they lose him and that pick ends up going to next year, they're kind of screwed. 
unless they can find another guy that can fill a similar role to Bo Horvat. But it is, it, that's so, it's so hard to find. And when you have a guy like that in your system that you gave up those assets for, the Islanders are obviously going to want to re-sign him. Uh, we'll talk more about this and what what else Yannick Hansen had to say about the trade and other topics on the other side. It is the People Show. Josh Elliott Wolf, Israel Fair, Sportsnet 650. They'll they'll, they'll make, make it, it work. work. The most opinionated Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drans. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.